Welcome to episode 104 of Cherovision Horror Podcast, The Spoiler Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Dan McGuinness, and joining me on my midnight meet train is my co-host, Jennifer, the Dream Warrior, Strand. What up? Yeah, each fortnight, Jennifer and I set ourselves a movie to watch, and then we nitpick it and spoil the fuck out of it for all you, and your dog, and your cat, and your fucking... Gerbil. Your mini shrimp that you keep in an aquarium. Um, it's a deep dive into glorious gore, hard edits, cheesy acting, directing madness, severed wangs, and compound fractures. Together, we are two people who love horror, and we feel the burn of our obsolete blockbuster membership cards. We have a rating system, so you're not left with, you know, your flying severed bloody dick in your hand, so you, you can go to someone and tell them how, what you thought of the film that you that. didn't watch. <laughs> well, you don't have to watch it because we tell you about it. All right, so for those of you playing at home, we have A, awesome, everybody should watch. We've got B, beer and chicken wing group movie where high fives thrive. F is fun and dumb trash pile. C is a classic that's worth a watch. U is underrated. O, an overrated motherfucker. G, good for its time but is not held up. We've got the J, Jen special, a D-grade movie only I would like. The D, Dan special, a movie with lots of practical effects, dismemberments, and of course, dicks. 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 Uh, We've got the W, whatever, waste of my time. The Kesha, a low-budget hot mess. The C minus, Craft is stellar, but I hate the content. And of course, the McConaughey, the fucking fucked. We watched it. You don't have the to. The fucking wretched pustule pile of McConaughey's. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> and tonight, tonight, and this week, we watched A Nightmare on Elm Street Ooh. from 1984. Is my choice? Yeah, it was. This was your choice. Yes. And um, tell me about its vital statistics. All right. It is written and directed by uh, our Lord and Saviour, Wes Craven. Nice. Uh, it stars Heather Langenkamp, John Saxon, Robert England, Johnny Depp, and Ronnie Blakely. Um, it had a budget of $1.1 million and a box office return of $57 million. Yeah, that's good. So, like, But this is like... I don't know. This is one of the biggies. This is yeah. Well, this is a. It's a financial success, but b. This is one of like. This is a pillar. Yeah, this is like a, a Fangoria poster child. Like, yeah, this is an iconic. This is a Friday the Thirteenth. This is a Halloween. This is oh, a Nightmare on Elm Street. This is is that the big three? I can't think. Texas of- Chainsaw Massacre, Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween. Yeah. So they're and they're the big the dudes like they're still around they're yeah. still like, like you buy figures we'll sell them at the toy fair <laughs> oh yeah when's the toy fair like October oh fuck yeah don't even bother thinking about that yet it's too far no, away it's too far away I've got other shit going on um yeah like so so Freddy Krueger Leatherface Jason Michael Myers they are like the yeah. big ones they are the guys so this is my, and so this is the first one and everyone just went like. And fucking shit themselves, <laughs> like they did for the first Halloween, like they did for the first Texas Chainsaw. Like, it's basically the start of it. Yeah, yeah. And what is it? Uh, the stuff. The stuff. The, the, the Awesomeness. The... Horror. A horror Shambangle. power keg of awesomeness. All right, watch this tagline and all out of the crap. All right. If Nancy doesn't wake up screaming, she won't wake up at all. Who the fuck's Nancy if you haven't seen it? <laughs> <laughs> with a tagline with the name of a character? <laughs> What's well, literally the girl on the poster? We're assuming that she is Nancy. 
Uh, teenagers in a small town are dropping like flies, apparently in the grip of mass hysteria causing their suicides. A cop's daughter, Nancy Thompson, traces the cause to child molester, uh-huh, uh-huh, Fred Krueger, who was burned alive by angry parents many years before. Kruger has now come back in the dreams of this killer's children claiming their lives as his revenge. Nancy and her boyfriend Glenn must devise a plan to lure the monster out of the realm of nightmare and into the real world. That uh, teenagers dropping like flies. I think only two people die in this film. It's not many, eh? Yeah, it's, it's not a huge amount of people that die in this film. Definitely not. All right, so we're I'm gonna we're, so we're gonna try and loosen our uh, our structure of the the podcast up a bit. So we got some time at the end to talk about. Other films that are similar to this film. We're just like trying a bit of a new... I bet it's going to be exactly the same, so I don't even fucking worry about it. <laughs> okay, so the film, it opens up and um, in four to three. Yep. Like, and I was like, what the fuck's going on? And uh, we get to see the creation of the Freddy glove. We see some hands making the Freddy glove. And I noticed these hands weren't as burnt as... No, no. You'd notice that the uh, there's a couple of uh, scenes throughout the film where you're like, he's not really as burnt as... Well, that wasn't Robert Englund... Putting that apparently that was the props man doing that scene because he yeah. was the only one who knew how the glove worked because he made it. <laughs> that makes sense. So he actually was like putting it back. So he would have like pulled it apart and then he's putting it back together. And um, um, and they and they were steak knife. They're not steak knives. Yeah. Everyone thought they were steak knives or fishing knives. Yeah. But they were the most scariest knife of all. Tomato knives. They're in- like those knives that you would get, uh, you'd see adverts for them on TV when you're at home sick from school. But there's more. Uh, but there's, but wait, there's more. This knife can cut a can and then your tomato. Yeah. <laughs> I actually looked at what knife they were. They are Case XX P210s. <laughs> sure. In case you want to make your own glove, you can yeah. go out there and like. F- it's official. Um, anyway, so then we, um, we we get a we get a girl walking around. Yeah. And like I mean, as a person who's watched lots of Nightmare on Elm Street, I got a I tried to watch it as someone who hadn't. Yeah. So you just would have been, Okay, there's a girl walking around. Mm. She's walking around and I know it's in a dream, but mm. like I assume the audience wouldn't have known that. No, not at that time. And then no. we get like, you know, we, we see a goat or a lamb and um and I look that up and I'm like, What the Because this scene finished and I'm like, why was there a a lamb goat walking around in that scene. I looked it up and they put it in there because they wanted to represent, like, you know, lambs to the slaughter. Sure. Like the, 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 the destruction of innocence. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't get that. <laughs> like, I well, really just, for didn't. For me, it's just like, oh, it's a dream. Like, you know, you're having this really intense dream. Oh, there's a goat. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was supposed to be like, wacky dream. But then afterwards, like, no, nah, that's weird. Yeah. And uh, she's walking around. She goes into the boiler room. Um, And she, um, she kind of sort of notices something out the corner of her eye. She spies a little someone. We hear some maniacal, like, whispered laughs happening in the background. Her name getting called. Mm-hmm. And did you, know, did you know that the boiler room was, was shot in, all that boiler room footage was shot in, like, the Lincoln Heights jail? No. And then it got shut down straight after the film because there was too much asbestos. <laughs> so that, that boiler room probably hurt those actors. <laughs> I hope someone's... Pretty cool, though. Like that, so that scene, scene was shot in a scary Yeah, shot place. on location. Yeah, that's cool. We get some screeching sounds of, like, you know... That would be some metal-on-metal metal action going on there, which is quite irritating to people who have ear problems. Basically, Freddy just walks out and starts chasing her around in a very yeah. undream-like, scary manner. <laughs> so it's just uh, some dude's running around after going, 
And then she wakes up and yeah. like, she's like, you know, and then the reveal that she was dreaming. Oh, my God, she was dreaming? She wasn't in a place where goats are like... No, not at all. But she, she notices that her her nightgown has, has like three distinct rips through them. Yeah, like um, cut marks. And her mum's is like, wow, shouldn't cut yourself in your sleep. Yeah, she's like, you know, you really need to trim your nails. Um, like her mum's half fucking cut with some weird Darrow guy in the house as well. Like it's weird. Yeah. Anyhow, then um, cut to the next morning. Uh, we see, uh, uh, like, the morning. We see some yeah, girls. Yeah, it's like teens rocking up at school. We see some girls skipping. Yeah, that's the right. Little girls, little kids skipping, singing what I call the Freddie song. Yeah. That one, two, Freddie's coming for you, which was made up by Heather Langkamp's boyfriend. Oh. That song uh, on set while shooting. He just did it like he created the nursery rhyme. He's like, what about this? Yeah, right. And they used it, and now it's the iconic. But he didn't get any money for I that. I bet he didn't. <laughs> no, no. Um, so yeah, then we get the old girl skipping around, and then we're introduced to the characters. We got uh Tina. Mm-hmm. Is it Tina? Yeah, it's Tina. Tina, which from is the, the girl from the Goat Girl, Goat yep. Dream Girl. We get Nancy, which is Heather Langenkamp. What what a name! I can't say that. Heather Langenkamp, which is basically Nancy. Yep. Uh, we get Glenn, which is Johnny Depp. And who shall be hereafter referred to only as Johnny Depp. Yeah, or, but he's in like a pretty sick, sick pair of sh- uh, shirt and slacks. Yeah. Like Johnny Depp's character in this is not the cool guy. He is not the cool guy. And he was hired for this film purely because um, Wes Craven's daughter thought he was a bit of a dreamboat. Yeah, she described him as dreamy and went, dreamy. Dreamy. And you can yeah. he's just sitting there, Wes Craven going, dreamy. <laughs> Hang on. This film's about dreaming. Hmm. Let's hire him. Convenient. But yeah, he plays just like a, he plays a glass of water in this, eh? Like he really does, yeah. Yeah, he's just like, like you got Johnny Depp and like you gave, and then there's another character called Rod. Yeah. I think he's in the scene for like 10 seconds. Yeah. He, and he fucks off. Like He, d- he ducks in. We realise that he's a bit of a dickhead and he ducks out. Yeah. Again. He's got like the, he's like the greaser. He's got yeah. the leather jacket and that, which I would have made Johnny Depp that character because he's fucking cute. Anyway, yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway, so they're the characters. We get four and Rod is going out with Tina. Yeah. Which is goat girl. Yeah. They have a, a brief sort of discussion about bad dreams and having some bad dreams the night before. And Nancy also reveals that she had a bad dream. Glenn just looks really weird. They're and... also in a convertible. Yeah. Because it's the 80s. Oh, yeah. This movie is the 80s as fuck, hey? <laughs> it really is. And then they all sort of like just go off to class. It's not a problem. But yep. later that night, they're all hanging out at Tina's place. Um, old Johnny Depp calling his mum on the phone. Um, trying to explain that he's staying at his cousin's house and he's got Doing recordings. Doing a wacky Ferris Bueller's Day Off bit with the recording. Yep, and we we once again are reminded that boomboxes are not a toy. You cannot just play sounds of aeroplanes and then because, of course, comedy. Gun, gunshots go off and he's like, no, nah, Mum, it's okay. Yeah, it's the just... lightest amount of comedy scene that they do. Anyhow, <laughs> Tina and Nancy work out that they've both been dreaming about this fucking cunt yep. that's got a... Red and green sweater, finger knives, hat. a hat. The hat's a pretty big like vibe in this film. The it dirty is, old but hat. Do you notice that the hat is not the same as all the rest of the hats throughout the series? It's a different hat. It doesn't look as good. Oh, actually, as well, his jumper is different as well in this one. It this is. is the only Nightmare on Elm Street where Freddy's jumper doesn't have stripes on it. So it's just red sleeves, and the stripes are only on the the chest bit. Which and you I'll... know what? I didn't even notice. Yeah, I even did. rewatching, and I've rewatched this film so and I many looked times. It up. I looked it up. I looked it up. Yeah, and I was like, 
oh yeah, it's the only one because they were just well, they didn't, probably didn't think that it was going to become an iconic look. No, well, this is. I mean, we'll get to some a little bit more info uh, about that a little bit later on. But yeah, like you just you just throwing this guy in. You're not like planning for a bunch of franchise sequels. Anyhow, jo- uh, they're all hanging out, and then of course Nancy's greaser boyfriend Rod. He rocks up, and he's a fuckhead straight away. He pulls a knife on Glenn. Yeah, he pulls Johnny a knife Depp. and Glenn Depp. I've called him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he, and and it, but for no reason because they are friends, and it's just to show he's got a knife. Yeah, it's just a really ham-fisted well, scene. We, we, we need to know that he is the tough guy, capable of anything, because he had a knife, and you know what, you know those things. I don't know. Anyway, he it, basically coerces Tina upstairs. Oh, he just she, she's she's down with it. Like, yeah, Glenn. Um, so that everyone goes to bed, and Rod and Tina go up, and they bang, and we hear the banging, and she's getting. Power fucked. Yeah, and poor poor Johnny Depp is downstairs having like he's, he's got some guy. blue balls because Nancy's gone to bed in another room and he's sleeping on the couch listening to the fuck fest happening upstairs. Yeah, um yeah, then they finish their fucking and Rod's like, Oh, I've been having nightmares as well and whatever. So we get the idea that we also get the idea that Johnny Depp is having nightmares as well, but he's keeping quiet about it. Yeah. He's like, so all the four of them are having nightmares about this thing. The only ones that are talked about are the two girls with each other because men can't talk about their problems. No, no. Um, so, you know, Tina Tina then, once again, she wakes up and Rod is just laying there next to her snoring, as you do when you're sleeping. And then um, some And cunts. she's hearing some, like, someone's throwing pebbles at the yeah, window. Yeah, I wrote in my notes, some cunt's throwing rocks at her window. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking teens. Yeah, yeah. We see Freddie's face come out of the wall as well. Like, so we see Nancy asleep in her bed. Oh, yeah. And we see like... This is one of the most iconic... Okay, there are several iconic scenes yeah, this within this, this film. But this is definitely one of them where he's, it's like that latex wall and he just sort of like, he kind of comes he out of it. pushes his face. Yeah, it looks it. so he, cool. He kind of just only looks at it. But I'm like... It doesn't make sense in Freddy Law because she's not dreaming about it and that's reality. But she was asleep. So he, So what, as far what, as but we're she's asleep. Away. This is it. She's in a dream, but she's asleep in a dream. So she doesn't notice? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? It's the dream world. <laughs> you don't know what happens in it the looks dream great world. Anyway, it, and that's oh, why they put it in so there. So good. And it's fair enough. But it yeah. doesn't make sense, you have to admit. That doesn't like you Well don't, dreams don't make sense. Well if you're asleep in your dream, you're not dreaming. How do you know? I do. <laughs> And meanwhile, Tina goes into the backyard to follow some voices calling her, because that seems like a great idea. Why would you do that? You're literally telling your friends that you are terrified, you need them to stay and over, like, and you've gone off out into the wilderness by yourself. Yeah, and I was like, hang Without on. Without putting hang pants on. on. Could she be dreaming? <laughs> and she reaches an alley, and of course, we get up, we get Freddy just is there. The the Freddy in this film is, is a bit, like, from the Freddy that we've, like, we know and love now in the later films, he's yeah. a bit... Less creative in this film, like he just walks into shots and stuff. He just uh, or just he's just standing there. He's like it's it's fully scary Terry from Rick and Morty at this point. Like yeah. he hasn't he hasn't developed. We no. don't get the quips. We don't get the the. He's meant to be more sinister in this. So well, of course we get this one like sequence where he just sort of steps out in a shadow, and you just see this silhouette of him, and then his like fingers just come out and that looks great you're like oh fuck that's sinister yeah. as hell but then we get this like 
sequence that is really goofy where he's like walking along the alleyway and his arms are now, yeah, that's super, now. super long. Yeah, so we get scraping along. I actually like this because this to me actually reminded me of the dumb shit that I would dream about. Like, so he's at the end of the alley, he's silhouetted and he's like, he reaches out his arms and they're, yeah. fucking, they're like, they're like five meters long each arm. Um, and apparently, like, it was du- it was done by a whole bunch of dudes with fishing rods holding his arms up off, off at the top of the shot. Hey, you got to get the shot. You do whatever you can. It's the eighties. We're still getting into practical well, effects. Well, they arms. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> and then the arms, because they're so long, he's like claws can, uh, his claw can reach like you know the edge of the alley, and he's like scraping his fingers along there. And they're sparking and stuff. And they did yeah. that by just attaching a car battery to his, like, glove. Yeah. So when, like, the two metals hit, it sparked. And I was like, that's fucking cool. But what I love about this as well is, you know, usually if this was any other film, he'd make some really, like, quippy comment. And, like, but instead he just, he's, like, in his deepest, like, Freddy voice, he's like, this is your God. And he's, like, this showing his God. knives. Yeah, and his then voice he- is quiet. Like, it's because like, they hadn't really fleshed out the character of Freddy yet. No, just like, yeah. And then he, of course, like chases her down the alley. But it's like the most. It I looks like get... he shit his pants, and he was like, "Oh no!" Well, the thing is, like, he's got these big arms, right? They're yeah. stretched out. It cuts to her. She's like, "Fuck, long yeah. arms." <laughs> and then it cuts back to him, and he's just normal again, running at her. And I'm yeah. like, "Why did you do the arms?" Like, like if, if in later Freddy movies, he would have grabbed around her with the arms. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? They would have been there for a point. I feel that it was like, well, this is what you you clearly, I can get you wherever you are. Well, and then later on, because I, I was critical on this, and I was like, oh, hang on. Or in Freddy Law that we know now, he's not powerful enough to kill them. No. Yeah, because you, like. You need the fear. Yeah, you need the fear. So this is him just fucking with them. And we, which has been established in like Dream Child or well, some of the other ones. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. So yeah, like you know, Freddie needs, you know, like to 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 be more feared. Yeah. That's where he gets his power. I think it's in like even um, in like Freddie's dead, but he's like not strong enough yet. That's uh, Freddie versus Jason. Oh, Freddie Jason, which yeah. is uh, yeah, which is one one of the best Nightmare on Elm Street because it's you... got the bed scene that they crush him up backwards. Oh uh, yeah, I fucking love Freddie versus Jason, and apparently a lot of the fans hate it. They're like, nah. this is bullshit. I'm like, well, you just need to calm down and enjoy a film for a film. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to hate any of the Nightmare on the Street, hate the Dream Child. It's such a <laughs> stupid film. Yes, it is. And then we get like this other iconic sequence in which he like he's got his fingers and he's like, "Hey, Tina," and he's just like slices. This is the same scene as well. Slices yeah. off his fingers, and we get that green blood sort of dripping away. But it's like, yeah, he's just like he's running, he's running after her, and then he's like stops and goes, "Hey, Tina." Watch this. And, <laughs> and she just stops she and watches. She stops and she's like, okay. Yeah, yeah, cuts his own fingers and off. And he's always he... cutting his own fingers. And it's just to show that, like, I'm, like, you, like even if you do hurt me, it doesn't yeah, matter because this is fucking... It's not a problem. Of course, he jumps at her and she ends up ripping off his face uh, to reveal a, a bit of a quirky, funny it's little skeleton, which is awesome. I like that as well. And then, like, while this is all happening, Rod wakes up and jumps out of bed because we can see now what's happening, like, the, the point, the, what it looks like when you're getting in a Freddy dream from the outside if someone's awake. And we can see, fucking Tina, she's fucking thrashing around on the bed. And this is cool because then she kind of, like, she raises up. So she's literally yeah, this was cool. in the middle of the room, like... I would have been so sick if I was her. I would have thrown up. Yeah, because she's getting flung around quite like she's yeah. obviously on a wire. And, but yeah. like, and this is a bunch of fucking, like, you know, the dudes making this film aren't like, 
you know, this is in the days of like, yeah. let's just try it out no matter how fucking dangerous it is. So there would be no occupational health and safety oh, God, officers. No. So she's getting flung around on a wire. Yeah. And, um, and then I think that they're doing this whole thing. Uh, I don't know if they invented this. They probably didn't. Uh, of like, you know, the, they've built a whole room that can yeah, be that rotating room. And they use it in every kill in this. I want to say that they did invent it, but that's <laughs> I don't a think pretty, they did because I couldn't see it in any of my research. Statement. I mean, it, it, it's it's probably it's an effect that like you know it wouldn't be hard to do on a small scale, but mm. this is a big room. They so, literally created. So if you can imagine, room. they've rebuilt an entire bedroom and they've got it on like a turn. They can turn the room and the yeah. camera is fixed in the room. So so it looks like the room's not turning, so therefore gravity looks like it's... Yeah, so and she, this is amazing. She floats up. She gets dragged into the top right, upper corner of the room. She's stuck on the roof. She's like, you know, help me, help me. And I'm like, this is perfect. Yeah. For a fucking, like, what year is this? 1984. This is like, you know, this is like the start of all this shit. And they started with a winner. And I don't understand why these don't... Like, this idea... Isn't done much in many of the Freddies. It's done in Freddy's no. Dead. They do it again with the girl up around the wall, and I yep. and it was wicked because it looks so good. It's one of those like perfect effects because it's it's an it's an effect, but it's also not an effect. You know? Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just using a camera. It's almost a camera technique and to film reality. So there's no mm. like rubber dolls or anything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then say. So, and they use it, and then they go ham. Fuck. Maybe it's because they went so ham in, in the film later on with this effect that they didn't feel they need, ever needed to do it again. Yeah. But I was like, you could have done this, like, later on on a multi-scale. So use it as an effect. I have, like, four people in the room that are, like, getting pulled around at different gravity angles that you yeah. splice it off and shit like that. Like, if they wanted to do a new modern Freddy, like, I would go back to all those effects like that, but just go ham on them. Like, build a fucking... Uh, you know, a room that's like remotely controlled, mm. more than just dudes holding it on the outside and shit like that. Well, but that was 1984. They didn't have the but this is one that this budget is, or this style, this effect, the, yeah. how they do this is perfect. Yeah, like even if they did it today, they still do it the same. Yeah, because it looks unbelievably good. And um, yeah, this is this is a shining moment in horror history. It really is. So she's like at this point as well. Like there is just blood trailing everywhere. Oh, you're so it's it, like because she's bleeding the, as well. The so. blood. Yeah, so she's getting sliced up while this is happening, and so she's like up the wall, blood trail up the wall, and she's just getting absolutely sort. I forgot, and I watch this film, you know, maybe once a year. And I forgot how much blood was in this sequence as well. Like, yeah. just her and then all of a sudden just falling onto the bed. And it was like... Yeah, because she gets dragged up into the middle of the room, yeah. above the bed again, and falls onto the bed and fucking sploomsh and comes down. And I was like... Because I said, you watch this quite often. I said, I haven't watched it since it was new. Really? Yeah. So I, I've always I always skipped the first of everything because I'm like, no, no, I don't watch the first one again. I want to watch all the newer ones. Yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. like that in my idiot mind. No, Anyhow, no. Rod's like, fuck. <laughs> um, and we all know that Rod has a small knife And he's going to get blamed for this yeah. So Rod makes a run for it Just like the metal dude in Stranger Things Which yep. is, this is this, his character I assume Is based off like that Yeah, Liz said that as well She's like, oh, this is the exact same thing And I'm like, yes, yeah, so this is this what, Stranger is a, Things is a homaging. This is a, a homage But it's also like if you think about The Damien Eccles uh, case from the late 80s, early 90s as well, where this guy was just wrongly accused of murder and put in jail. And, um, and he oh didn't really? do it. Yeah. Anyway, cut to the police station and we're introduced to Lieutenant Thompson, played by John Saxton. Fuck John Saxton, he, yes! And coincidentally, he is also Nancy's dad. Yes. Did you notice, fun fact, the the 
other police officer that is there, the main, like, I wouldn't say sheriff. He could be the sheriff. Um, he is the same guy that plays the sheriff in Scream. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, fun Well, fact. he's a bit of a, sh- he's a typecast copman. Well, you know, where's Craven? Um, Nancy and uh, Nancy's dad, John Saxton, Lieutenant Thompson, whatever we want to fucking call him. He, uh, he is also, they're separated. So, yeah. like, so Nancy a... doesn't live with her dad, I don't think. No. She lives with her mum yeah. across the road from Johnny Depp, which yeah. is only, like, brought up real early later on in the film. Like, I feel like that was a thing they could have, like, in the introduction of the characters really at the start, like, showed him coming out of his house. He was in the car already. Yeah. He, he lived across the road and he drove in <laughs> to shot. Like, I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. Like, you lived next door. How are you driving the car into shot from down the street? Did you go pick up everyone else before you picked her up? And she... <sighs> he did He did the loop. He wanted the, the Macca's oh, breakfast. Oh, he's doing... Yeah. He's just cruising hindly on Friday. Yeah, yeah, he wants the Macca's breakfast before he picks up. Um, but we, we are introduced to the dynamic that is Nancy's parents. And we kind of get the glimpse that they're a bit... They're a shitty pairing of people and they're not the best parents. Oh, so, and Nancy's mum's a fucking full-blown fucking vodka-drinking comic shop book owner. I love Nancy's mum. Like, she is just the most ridiculous character in this film. It's like she was an alcoholic in it. But, like, I think later on we're led to believe that she's an alcoholic because of what the residents did in the town. Yeah, she's trying well, to I'm deal with it. I'm assuming that's the same reason why Tina's mum's an alcoholic. Oh, was she as well? well so yeah, they're all, I mean, like, guilty from what they've done. Yeah, they've, they've all, like, they're obviously living with this shit, so it's and, obviously and the, separated, like, Saxon and the, Nancy's yeah. mum. So, but so rather but it doesn't, than, you don't get that vibe that they've done anything. You just think they're all fucking dirt cunts. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, you know, so rather than con, con, you know, condolencing, what the fuck is that word? What? Condolences and rather than, like, you know, oh, you know, they're, 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 you're Best friend oh, yeah. has just been brutally murdered. Yeah, rather than what com- were you doing at that house? Yeah. Boys were there and anyway. And she's like, so she sort of reveals that Nancy, um, Tina had a nightmare. She was worried that something bad was going to happen. Anyhow, we cut to the next morning. Nancy, uh, in the morning, uh, the, the kitchen table, we see a news report on the killings. And it reports in this scene that Tina was 15 years old. And I went, F- what? <laughs> she got super banged. She, she was, yeah. There was a full sex scene with a 15-year-old girl. And I'm like, that's not how 15-year-old girls bang. Uh, no, don't think so. Don't know. Don't know. Um, but like, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like you, uh, and Because there's a bit in the film later on where Nancy goes like, God, like, she's like all fucked up. And she goes, oh, my God, look at me. I look like I'm 20 years old. And the funny, that's a joke. because She, she was 20. 20 years yeah. old. Because it's, it's set in that time when... 20-year-olds play little kids. Yeah, of course. Well, you could do more to someone who is a 20-year-old playing a 15-year-old than you could hiring a 15-year-old. Yeah, you can have them, like, getting um, banged. Did you notice that the mum, it's 7 o'clock in the morning, and the mum's pouring herself a, a hefty glass of vodka as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I absolutely love. Her mum wants her to stay home and have some sleep, but Nancy's not having any of and it. I was and I like, what decides. do you mean? Like, you wouldn't go to school. No. But now no. she's like, no, i got to go to school. A, I'm because- having nightmares. B, my best friend has just been brutally murdered. How am I going to How am I gonna do this cool next scene with a body bag if I don't <laughs> go to school? <laughs> so, yes, Nancy heads off to school. Now, as she's uh, walking to school, she kind of notices that she's being followed. By the men in black. By, literally by the men in black, yes. 
and uh, you know they kind of disappear into the into the ether. And of course, Rod grabs her from the bushes, pulls her into the bushes, and they have a moment where he's like, "I didn't do it. I didn't kill her. I swear to God, like I didn't do it." And Nancy believes him. Like she she knows. No, but like. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I did just pull a knife on everyone seconds before all this shit happened. And then I power banged a 15-year-old, but I didn't kill her. I did have a knife. I did threaten to stab someone, but I didn't do it. And I'm like, no, no, no. No. Everyone would have, she would have, like, she didn't even even know him that well. No, I don't Is it because she knows that fucking Freddy's like. Well, I feel that because Tina has been explaining that she's been having these dreams. She's terrified of this guy with knives with fingers killing her and Nancy's having the same dreams. So, of course, she probably does believe him. And, of course, but what's happened, old mate Saxon, he's on the scene and he apprehends Rod because he's used Nancy as bait. Yep. He Lieutenant knew she'd go Thompson. to school. He knew she'd walk to school. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. I was like, he, no, he knew... didn't know he didn't know she was gonna go to school. And the mum was like, Don't go to school and she forced herself to go to school and the next scene the whole police's plan relies on her going to school. <laughs> what if she hadn't have gone to school? They're all sitting out there literally with their dicks in hand going well, I thought she'd walk this way, right? But Anyhow, she didn't. After all this bullshit, Nancy still goes to school. <laughs> <laughs> so she's in school. Um, With Lynn Shay. Lynn Shay's the teacher. Oh, nice, nice. Um, um, and Nancy, Nancy starts drifting off. She's she nods like, off in class. Because, yeah. like, why wouldn't you? Because, like, otherwise, how do you have a cool scene? Exactly. She um, she sees Tina standing outside the classroom in a, a clear body bag, which I'm not sure is a real thing. Because why, why would you have a body bag no, that's clear? Could you imagine the thing? No. It no. looks good, though, because the inside of the body bag is all covered in blood. And you know what? It actually looks scary. Like, the idea of a clear body bag is yeah. fucking gross. I think the idea in... of any body bag moving is terrifying. And as she walks out of the class, she goes into the hall. We see a, a stain of fucking blood on the ground. And we see the body bag laying at the end of the hall. And then, this is fucking cool. We see hmm. the legs lift up. And, like, but we can't see anyone lifting them up. And then drag it out of shot. And I, I was like, like it. Yeah, so like Freddie from the inside of the dream world is dragging her around. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. We get like, you know, Nancy's like, oh, fuck, that's fuck. She like, she walks backwards. She hits into a girl who is coincidentally dressed like Freddy Krueger. Yep. <laughs> so where's your fucking hole pass? But we get, we start to see the full-blown brilliant acting that is coming from Heather Langenkamp where she's like, where's your hole pass? Screw your pass. Screw your pass. <laughs> and of yeah. course, this uh, whole monitor is wearing the, the Freddy um, sweater and shows off some gloves. So we're led to, we definitely believe that. Yeah, and so yeah. Nancy walks into a door and then like she's kind of suddenly in the boiler room and she walks around for a while and I get this real like the boiler room's look in this film. I get a real Silent Hill vibe from this like scene of like her walking around looking through shit and I was like, this is cool. Yeah. Like that Silent Hill, you know how everything's rusty and like, and you get these, there's these sounds of a machine going goo, goo, yeah, you're definitely getting tetanus if you step on anything or do anything. And, of course, Nancy runs into Freddy. And he just runs into him. Oh, yeah. shit, you're here. He's like, oh, I wasn't <laughs> expecting you for another, like, five minutes. Shit. Um, so he lifts up his, his jacket, sorry, his, his sweater, and he cuts his chest. His own chest. With his um, which isn't, again, did you notice it's not really burnt? It's, no. There's, like, a couple of little, Well, they like, didn't really... Like uh, plan him having like no like, you know like him going anywhere else. He cuts open. We can we get a close up shot of the cut, so it you can't great. see if it's on like an actual person. Yeah, and it splits open. There's maggots in there. Yeah. There's green. 
Is Freddy always a green blood? I don't know. I feel like he goes, he goes in and out. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah, who cares? It's and then Freddy. there's, um, I know, the, the, the majority of this film has just been Freddy hurting himself. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. Like, it's just to show the uselessness that you're, to make you feel, um, you know, helpless. That, like, even if you can hit him and hurt him, it mm. wouldn't matter. Yeah. And now, some 80s synth music starts rocking in and we get a chase scene. A literal chase scene of, like, a Benny Hill, like, yeah. running around after each other. Yeah. Um, and Nancy then, like, is then cornered in front of, like, the furnace as well. Or it's just a pipe or some shit. And she's just like... Luckily, Nancy knows how all this industrial shit works and would go, hang on, I know that. That's probably a hot pipe. <laughs> well, you could probably feel the heat, right? Yeah, maybe, yeah. There's a lot of condensation. There's Can a you lot feel of, heat like... in a dream, though? There's a bit in the movie where she sets her, like, digital watch and then checks her watch, and it's a well-known fact that you can't actually see digital watch uh, digital in dreams. That is a lucid dreaming. Uh, like I got into lucid dreaming for a long time, and yeah. one of the things of lucid dreamings is is to have a digital or an alarm clock that you like check. So if you ever check an alarm clock in your dream, you can't see it. Yeah, it doesn't right. work, and that is a lucid dreaming tactic for you to go. Oh, I can't see my. So you have to think anyway. And anyway, lucid dreaming is no thing. It is a thing that you can do, and it is actually real. It's just a. It's just like a conditioning of the mind, so yeah. you can like within a dream, you can like like realize you're in a dream. Anyhow, uh, one of the things of that is you can't see digital. So when she looks at it, watching it, I was like, you wouldn't be able to see the time. Fascinating. That is fascinating. <laughs> that is a, a Dan fact. That has nothing to do with this film. No, I love that fact. That's like a great fact. Um, of course, so she's cornered. She's trying. She's like, it's only a dream. It's only a dream. Um, Freddie's getting closer. He's, you know, he's like, you know, come to Freddie. And she basically just like, nope. And she just slams her arm on the pipe. Burning her arm. Burns her arm. Wakes herself up. Wakes up screaming in the class. Everyone around her is shitting their pants. Everyone's like, what the fuck? And they're basically just like, go home. And we can see that her arm is burnt. And when I say burnt, that's the weakest looking burnt. They're like, oh. It's just a tiny bit red. They put some rouge on there. Literally like. It looks like she's just been leaning on her knee. (laughs) Like with her arm. It's just a red circle. Like, you know, like just where you just like, it's a bit warmer. Anyhow. She leaves the school. She notices that her arm is burnt. Um, and then she heads straight out to talk to Rod in, in jail. De, in and de clink. How good is, and they let her in. How good is letting a girl, a teen girl who was there at the murder scene, mm-hmm. hang out with a guy alone that's suspected of murdering her friends? Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, mm. I'm like, yeah, nah, that wouldn't happen. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Rod tells Nancy that he's been having dreams about Freddy. Mm-hmm. Similar dreams, knives for fingers, you know, it's all it's all coming together. They're all sort of starting to like, and I like Nancy as well because every, every time she's talking to someone or she's like had part of a dream, she starts, like you can see the, the, the cogs are turning. She's like, huh. It's like she's trying to put two and two together. She comes to conclusions very quickly. In this, um, yeah. Then we cut to Nancy's house. Now, isn't, uh, I, this is something I can't remember. Is Nancy's house Freddie's house originally? I don't think so. All right, cool. And anyway, we get a shot of Nancy's house. We can see it, it has a blue door. It's it, a nice house. Yeah, but like in all the sequels, it's Nancy's red, house it? has a red door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, they must have, like, after this one, gone, man, that was a terrible incident. Let's paint that door red. <laughs> like... Yep. Uh, so this is the only one where, like, because Nancy's house is a big thing. Where our television uh, T-shirts yep. have uh, the model of Nancy's house on it. 
to me, like, the Nancy's house was fucking cool It's iconic, growing up. yeah. And then you get in Nightmare on Elm Street 3, the making of the model of the house, which I think is one of the coolest openings. Like, yep. fuck yeah. Nancy. You do love that. I do. And, of course, we we hit another absolutely iconic sequence. Nancy is in the bathtub. She's having it. She's trying to relax. She's like... I don't know why she's trying to relax and have a soothing bath when she's trying not to sleep. Have you ever fallen asleep in a bathtub? Yeah. Hey. It's super fucking dangerous. Yeah, I do it all the time. Do you? Yeah. Oh, God, no. I mean, I figure if I'm going to drown, I'll wake up. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I've I've fallen asleep once and kind of slipped under, and that was the most, like, stressful thing because you kind of wake up and you... Yeah, anyway. So Nancy's in the bathtub. She's filled it up too much. She's, she's already, like, just she's, literally neck deep in this tub. She's singing the Freddy song to herself. <laughs> like, shouldn't she click go, how do I know this? Yeah, you know. Her she's, boyfriend told her. She's, so, but she's, like, you know, she's she's giving him power now. Like, she's there. She's trying to keep herself she awake. Know that. She's, like, she doesn't know that, but that's what she's doing. And now we see... Uh, She's starting to nod off a little bit, and then we get, like... We see Freddy's glove rise out of the bubbles out of her vagina, which is the only place I could figure it's coming from. Yeah, it's, like, from underneath, you know, her legs are open, and, like, this... And it's so seamless. It's, it's like, watching someone dive into, like, nothingness. Mm, so it comes out of the Gloves. bubbles, but it is thwarted by a door knock. <laughs> and it's like, goes down, like, oh, shit, don't want to get seen. Um, but I'm like, what? what? Oh, okay. So Nancy's mum's like, don't fall asleep in there. And she's like, I won't, mother. Fucking hate how she refers to her mum as mother all the time. And it's got that, like. It, it's like a disrespectful tone. Yeah, it's always like well, she mother. Well, it's just because she probably sees her mum as a bit of a dirtbag for just yeah. always having a bottle of vodka in she her hand. She always does. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we, we, she goes back to be, having a bath and, of course, bloop, she gets pulled under into the bath, um, like down, and we see it's kind of like this giant, open, mm. cavernous bath. It's very, um, it was definitely referenced uh, in Get Out. Where, oh, was it? What, did you see Get Out? can't remember which one's which. That's what's his name's what's his name. The Nope Man movies. Jordan Peele, yeah. That's his name. So it's like, you know, he gets the, one of the lads gets hypnotized and they basically like trigger, the trigger word is sink and he just slips into darkness and it's just him. And like, we see this a lot in many other films. I believe it was also used in Under the Skin and it's just you sinking into this nothingness. So Nancy's desperately trying to like claw her way back up to the top where there's one little bit of light that she can see to get out. And you do, you sort of see her like try, like pulling herself up. She's taking a breath. She's like screaming for her mum, falling down again. And then of course, like the mum, she's trying to get in, she, doors locked. She's trying to pick it with fucking, I don't know, coat hanger. And of course the mum busts in just as Nancy's stepping out of the tub, putting on a And a she robe. just shrugs it off as if nothing happened, Nancy. She's just like, I slipped, mother. Yeah, no, I And like, her mum's like, Okay. Yeah, she's just like, Why would you lie to her? Yeah, why would you like you're literally screaming for help one second. Like your mum's gonna see you like sinking into the abyss of the bathtub. Anyway, and um, uh, um, she goes to the cabinet and she finds some stay awake pills. I like that they're just called stay awake, fast acting. I'm um, like, why do they, they? Why would anyone that's an alcoholic have stay awake pills? I don't know because <laughs> uh, 
Anyhow, she's got stay awake pills. Yeah. She cuts to it. Nancy's in her room. She's watching Evil Dead. Yes. <laughs> that, that's what you want to be watching. Um, Glenn Depp. Uh, he comes to a, he he comes to a second story window. Yep. Uh, he's climbed up the lattice. This Let, is lattice? Lattice? lattice. Lattice. This is also referenced in Scream, where um, Billy Loomis meets Sydney Prescott in her room. Yep. All that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so she starts asking uh, old Johnny about his dreams. Um, she's, you know, she's just asking like basic questions like reluctant. he doesn't believe in the boogeyman. You know, he, he just doesn't. It's all a load of crap. So he's basically still not wanting to admit to her that he is having dreams. And we, the audience, can see that he's very apprehensive. He's clearly hiding something. We know. You know, she's like, all right, I want you to do one thing for me. Watch me. And if it looks like I'm having a nightmare, wake me up. And he's like, okay, cool. No work, No worries. Nancy goes to sleep. Straight into dream world. Um, she runs around the streets for a while. Freddie chases her. She ends up back in her own house again. Uh, she runs up the stairs and we get the sticky stairs. Well, first of all, she... Oh, did I miss something? You did, did we? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> well, no, because it's important. Because Not she important goes... for me to write a note on it. Well, she goes to the police station and sees Rod in the prison cell. Oh, yeah, like yeah, that, in the streets, yeah. Yeah, yeah she kind of sees Rod and... I didn't, and see, see... The, I didn't see this actually because nothing happened. We see that Freddy's in there with yeah, him. Yeah, Freddy walks in. But he doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything, but, you know... Yeah, anyhow. They run around in the streets for a while. Nancy goes back to her house. She goes to run up the stairs and we get the, the classic sticky stairs scene like like a dream. You're trying to run upstairs and it's all goopy goop. Yep. Um, there's all this controversy about what the fuck that was made out of. Did you read all that shit? <laughs> I, I've seen, like, like on the one hand, they thought it was, like, some kind of uh, uh, porridge or something. Yeah, well, and... right, at first, Heather, were, in an interview, said it was pancake mix and Wes Craven said it was oatmeal and glue. And then there was another interview later on where they mentioned it was mushroom soup. So no, the fucking no one knows what those stairs are It was are probably like they just put everything together, went, that looks gross. And like the color of the carpet that's there. Yep, that's fine. Yeah, done, done. Um, anyhow, Nancy battles the stairs, gets into her room and um, and she's in there. And yep. then she notices that Glenn's asleep or fucking some shit. Fucking Glenn, yep. Freddie bursts out of a mirror. So uh, her and Freddie start tussling while Depp is sleeping in the um, corner. Yeah, he's on He's not chair. moving. He's not noticing. Glenn's useless. He is very useless. And then the la- her alarm goes off. Um, so Which wakes her up. Super loud. She wakes up. Of course, Glenn wakes up, like, freaked the fuck out. Like, what's going she on? She grills him. Oh, you bastard. You didn't stay awake. And this is just, every time I see this sequence, it just reminds rem- I just go straight to that. Doesn't the, know. the Simpsons episode. Which one? The Simpsons episode, The Treehouse of Horror, where they basically just redo. It's like a nightmare on Evergreen Terrace. Yeah. And they redo this as. With yeah. uh, Willie. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyhow, they instantly just run, like, go straight down to the police station to see Rod in the middle of the night. <laughs> they're like, we need to see Rod. And they're like, no. Um, dad, fucking Officer Saxon, dad comes out and he's like, fuck are you doing here it's like it's after your bedtime go home and she's she's causing a scene and eventually he's like all right let's go see him and of course as this is in between this happening we see in the cell with rod the sheet a possessed to, sheet oh it's the most scary we thing a, you we have. see a sheet dragging itself around and it goes into a noose and it hangs rod mm-hmm. 
And uh, so and they cut, and I'm like, oh, no, no, they're just going to believe he committed suicide. Yeah, convenient. Uh, we cut to Rod, uh, and, and that's it. They come in, and they're like, oh, Rod's dead. And then we cut to Rod's funeral ble- briefly. <laughs> yep. So everybody's there, all the friends, and uh, I later there's three people that die in this film. Yeah, there yep. you go. Um, in the end, so as Nancy and Nancy's mum are about to leave, Saxon rocks up, and Nancy's just like, look, this guy in the dreams is doing it. This, like this he's, guy, he's burned. He, yeah. Weird hat, green and red striped sweater, knives for fingers. And, and they look shocked. And they're, they, yeah. they're like, <gasps> Yeah. It's like, oh no. They know what's going on, them fucking cunting parents. But then we get one of the best acting sequences from the mother where he's just like, you got to get her home, you got to get her get us to sleep and she just turns around and in the best performance of all time she's like I've got something better I'm gonna get her some help yeah and then we cut to Nancy having a sleep study now my son's had these really yeah and there was a lot more wires attached to him than there is in this in this thing so many wires we have um so this whole scene should have the parents in this film Really ignore the obvious signs of what's going on. Like, yeah. So this scene should have solidified that there's something otherworldly going on. There is a, yeah. a, a tangible proof. <laughs> like, so this sleep study goes like this. Nancy goes to sleep study. Um, she goes to sleep. We have a man who has a nightmare meter. The doctor and the mum sit down. He goes, here is a machine that will show if she's dreaming. I'm not sure if this is, any of this is real. This will show if she's having nightmares. She starts to nightmare out. The machine goes fucking haywire on a, a level that no nightmare has ever been nightmared ever before. <laughs> um, Nance, they wake her up because she's having a fucking seizure. They in a c- controlled environment. She wakes up. She has pulled a hat out of her dream of the killer that everyone knows that they have killed. And... St- and she also has a white streak in her hair, and no one goes, hang on. Her arm is also cut open. She has cut herself, uh, she's been cut open. She has pulled an item out of her dream of a serial killer that the town had murdered recently, and still there are no alarm bells. The mum doesn't go, I better tell my ex-husband that we have to deal with this shit. No. Mm-mm. What do you have to do in this town to no. prove that there is someone killing your dreams? Apart from metaphysically pull out an item from a dream. <laughs> She's literally there going, in, I've pulled this out of my dream. In front of them, in front of them, in a controlled, sealed room where there was no hat before. No, but of course they don't believe her. They just assume that she'd stuffed it in her jammy bottoms or something. Well, the mum, that, that, so that now they go home. End of end of everything. I guess we the conclusion is that it's happening. Nancy's making it up. Who knows? Yeah, Nancy's just Nancy confronts the mum who has hidden the hat in you know the place where no one will ever find it in the top drawer of the knife. (laughs) Nancy knew straight away. She didn't even see her mum put it in there. But they have an argument, and she's like, "The hat even has his fucking name in it, (laughs) Fred." Kruger, because, you know, you, you label your clothing, right? Yeah, because when you're a serial killer of children, you'll be like, don't want to lose my hat. <laughs> I can't lose my hat, no. Yeah, I better put my name in it. And then, you know, you know, she's and the mum's, the mum's like, you just need to have a sleep. And she's just like, she fucking calls her mum a drunk. She gets slapped. She breaks her alcohol. And her mum's like, Fred Kruger is 
dead. But I but I have proven the point in the previous scene that clearly <laughs> there is something going on. Yeah. Anyhow, we we get a brief scene with Nancy and Glenn um, outside in the daytime talking about fucking dream skills and all this shit, which was only really comes into play like in number three. Well, it kind of comes into play in at the end of this film. Does it? A little bit because he's like, you know, he's talking about dream skills and then he's like, oh, you turn your back on the evil. Once you turn your back on it, you take away the energy, it disappears. Yeah, but they also talk about dream skills and special skills you can bring in yes. and they, they never use that. Yeah, it's- no, but they, they talk about taking away energy and whatnot. And then we sort of get like... Depp is looking at the book that Nancy's been carrying around all afternoon and it's booby traps and anti-personnel devices. I thought it was just a script to Home Alone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I actually didn't know. I didn't even know why she had that. I just thought she was like, oh, I got to. She's really into survival right now. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Nancy's mum confessed later on, new scene, Nancy's mum confesses the whole story to her um, and shows her that she has kept, like, the... There was a child molest murderer named Freddy Krueger in the town. He got off on some charge. Yeah, killed like 20 kids. 20? Um, 20 kids in the neighbourhood, but because someone didn't cr- cross the T's or dot the I's properly, he walked free. And so, the- and so a bunch of parents tracked him down in the boiler room. They took a bunch of gasoline and then they lit that motherfucker up. Yeah, so they made uh, and- to killing him. And But the weird thing is, she says, and I kept his glove. Yeah, she's like, he's, de- he's dead because mummy killed him. And she's explaining this as she's smoking a cigarette and has a bottle of vodka next to her. And brings out from inside their house, uh, yeah. opens up a handkerchief. And it has his glove. And I'm like, why would you keep that? No. Number like, one, it's... it's evidence that you killed somebody. Well, that's why you're hiding it because, like, the fucking chief of police. And number or two, he got caught. Why would any of his shit be still in his lair? Wouldn't that have all gone to evidence? You uh, stop. What? Don't don't start going down that path, man. <laughs> anyhow, don't like... go down that path. Um, anyhow, Nancy and Glenn, they decide they're going to make a fucking plan to pull Freddy out of his dream and bash him. It's true. But let's just slow it down a bit. No, I don't want to. No, we cut to Depp and he is watching TV and listening to records in super tight track pants and a male crop top. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Well... How do you sleep? (laughs) On a pile of money? I don't know. (laughs) Not in a male crop top. So, that, yeah, they make this plan where Johnny Depp's going to stay in his house across the road. Nancy's going to stay in her house. Yeah. And at midnight, he's going to come over? Yeah, he'll come t- and she'll meet him at the door. But also, let's not forget that he has proven that he's not very good at sticking to plans. No. Well, she's because got, he's a bit of a sleepy bubba. She's like, I'm going to pull him out at midnight. You're going to come over and bash him. With a baseball bat. And I'm like... Okay, this sounds like a terrible plan, but anyway, let, let's do this. Let's do this. Um, um, Nancy's mum comes in and she's like, fuck, man, stop drinking coffee. She it- takes this perk and she grabs the coffee, you know, uh, like a pot, the percolator pot and takes yeah. it out of the room. Doesn't matter. Nancy has another percolator hidden underneath her bed. Which is on. So the whole time, <laughs> like her mum's got like four cups of coffee from Nancy plus the percolator. And she doesn't at all hear or smell that there is coffee brewing blah, under blah, 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 blah. her bed. Yeah, yeah. She, and I, I laughed at this. I was like, that's hilarious. Like, she gets out of bed and just lifts up this gigantic... And it's like not just the pot. It's the whole... It's per- the whole fucking thing. 
And she puts that down. So she has a percolator. I'm like, cool. So she she pulls out. She makes a fresh cup of joe. Um, she goes to uh, get dressed. She tries to leave the room, but she opens the door and we see her mum in the linen closet pulling out another bottle of vodka and just drinking linen vodka. We cut to Dreamy Glenn. And of course, he has fallen asleep. He's asleep. Nancy gives him a call. The phone rings. You know, it's 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 not plugged in. The phone's not plugged in. The phone rings. She answers it. Freddie's tongue comes out and tries to lick her face. He's like, I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. This is a cool scene. I like it. Tonguing the phone. I love it. You get that little bit. They've done the, that. They did the to- they did the phone tongue in a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Oh well, I like it because in the 30th anniversary figure that you get, you get. The phone. The, to- the, the phone. Yeah, the yeah, phone. Phone. yeah. Yeah. The phone tongue. Um, and then we get the big cut to the big fucking set piece Glenn killing scene. So this is again another. They're just using the same ideas they did before. They've mm-hmm. got a room, um, which is like on a rotation scene. There's lots of funny things, facts about this this scene of how fucking dangerous it was. So, oh yeah. So um. We see Glenn. So there's, there's not even a person in this scene, really, is there? No. Glenn's lying on his bed, and he goes, Shoop! he gets sucked into the bed. Yes. And we're like, cool. And then we see, our, all of a sudden, a fucking geyser of blood shoots out of the bed and goes up onto the ceiling. And so, as we all know, it's just an upside-down room. They're mm-hmm. pouring it down from the roof, and yep. the camera's upside down. Easy. Cool. Um, what they didn't know when they were doing it is that electricity doesn't work with it. So the lights that love this, like all the lights in the room have electricity attached to them. And they're filling it with water. So occupation oils and safety there. <laughs> but also they didn't know is how fucking heavy water is. And, Funny well, about that. AKA blood. And we see, which works such so well to this film, we see the water like gushing upwards in our view and it, the gravity shifting and it yep. does this shot of it, it all going to the left or right hand yeah. side. And that was a mistake. But, but it looks so good. Yeah. Oh, man, like, you couldn't have fuck? written that Yeah, that good. And, I, and it's just that great filmmaking thing of them going, oh, my God, it's heavy. We can't hold the room properly. <laughs> <laughs> One and guy's I, like, I got to let it go, but I'm getting electrocuted. You can't let it go, but I'm getting electrocuted. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> It goes to the left hand side, and then we see Mum Glenn's mum come in, and we get this great shot of like her superimposed over, it, looking at this root, this blood river on the roof of the of the the thing, and yeah, and then Glenn's mum goes, "Fuck that, sh- that's fucked," and she runs, and we cut scene, and like you know, uh, the cops, everyone's rocked up. And we never see what that room looks like afterwards, and what no. the cops, and I'm like, like is Glenn in that? They never mention the yeah. body's not there, like, and they just they just mention the horror of it and like how the coroner's vomiting, yeah. And fucking Saxon comes in and grimace looks at her and just looks away. And I'm like, you got to show something of like, because it, uh, it's not that like we need to see the gore, so we need to know what on what they're seeing. Like, is the room just covered with blood and there's no body? Is there a body there all yeah. cut up? Like, what's going on? I don't know, and um, that annoyed me. Okay. Yeah, but it's it's still. Fucking cool. Oh, it's so good. It is just, you know, one of the best performances Johnny Depp has ever given. What, by not being in the scene? <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe he got sucked down and became Jack, Captain Jack Sparrow and then bashed his wife. <laughs> oh, God. That's bleak. Yeah, anyhow. Um, so Nancy calls her dad over at uh, Glenn's house. Because it's just across the road. She can see all the fucking shit. She knows it. Yeah. 
Shit's and she's just to... like, oh, he's dead, isn't he? And he's like, get some sleep, Nancy. And she's like, look, I've I know this... what's happened. <laughs> I've got a cunning plan. You know, I know how to get him. All you have to do is just come over in 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Come over, kick the door in. I'll have him. You just arrest him. You save the day. Blah, blah. Saxon's... And he's like, but, he's like, but we're shit parents. We're yeah, the... We've S- proven... Saxon's on the phone going, I don't know. Just go to sleep. Like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, it's like, 20 yeah, minutes. yeah, Nancy. He goes, oh, I'm going to pull Freddy Krueger out of my dream so you can come and arrest him. And he's like, uh, and, you know, he like goes, and instead sure, of doing that, he just, he just goes to an officer, can you just watch my daughter? Like, you know, watch the house across the road in case anything fucked If happens. anything weird's happening, just Because, like, you know, know, she's mentioning this guy that we murdered that we've never told her about. Also, she is pulling stuff out of her dreams that belong to him. Mm, nah, it's fun. It's fun. Cool. It's fun. Um, so, you know, but then we get a montage. We do. I love a montage. We get a montage of Nancy making a whole bunch of booby traps a la Home Alone style. Yeah. This shit would have taken hours to set up. So she's like, come over in 20 minutes, but now I'm going to set everything up. She, yeah, yeah. She's like, she's making like, uh, opening up light, uh, light glows, putting gunpowder in them, resetting them in things so they explode if they get turned on. She is mounting a fucking sledgehammer above a door, a la, so when a door opens, a sledgehammer comes down. She's doing it all. And then I just said to myself, hang on, if she open if she pulls Freddy out and grabs him and then the dad comes in 20 minutes later the dad is gonna get done by all these booby traps well potentially you know but Um, she should have that all covered by this point you know so Nancy then she goes up she tucks her mum in her mum is absolutely like blotted out in bed and she's got a very 80s bedside table like she's got the coral nail polish she's got the bed vodka she's got the ashtray full of fucking butts they have a bit of a heart to heart and it's just really hard because her mum's drunk, so she's, of course, going to tell her she loves her. And, you know, the there you go. She sets her alarm. She jumps into bed, and she starts, like, you know, now I lay me down to sleep, blah, 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 well, blah, yeah, blah, 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 bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, you know, she, she ends up in the boiler room. She finds the crucifix, um, yep. just like the Freddy song. And I'm like, this is the only time I've, like, you know, got to get to crucifix. Yeah. It's the only time a crucifix has ever come into play in Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> like, yeah. Apart from the song. Um, she also finds Glenn's headphones and she's like, oh my God. Not that she ever went to Glenn's house, but yeah. We she, don't know that. We do. Um, <laughs> and then Freddie pops up um, and she ends up in a street. Yep. They have a bit of a chase sequence um, and then they basically land. It's all in the dream. Yep. They like, she jumps out of something and she lands in her front yard. Yeah. They like kind of like Nancy and Freddie wrestle on the ground in a... Uh, some plants yep. out the front of her house and then fucking her alarm goes off and she's like, <gasps> and we, I guess we're led to assume that, that he, she'd pulled him out. Like, because they were wrestling and she was holding him and got woken up. Yeah. Like, but she wasn't holding him, holding him as in like, like they do in, in Freddy's dead, how they grab him. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, we're just uh, led to believe that maybe she's done it. Or not. Anyhow, well, this is where it becomes a bit like, this, is it a still a dream? Whole sequence. Is this a dream? Is this reality? We don't know. Um, so, I mean, she wakes up and nothing is there. Like, she's like, oh, okay, well, I am crazy. And, you know, but then, bam, we get the, the Kruger jump scare. Um, you know, she he comes out and he comes out from just like 
pops up from behind the bed or something. Yeah, he just stands up. He's like, oh, no, I'm here. I actually twisted my ankle. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Let's go. Um, You know, she runs out, locks him in the room. She's calling out to the cops. No, no. First, she hits him with the coffee pot. Oh, yeah. Because now he can get hurt. Or, but you don't know if she's still in the dream because it doesn't, like, it doesn't have a clear, real good transition. No. There's so many times like the fake wake-ups in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Although they hadn't done it yet. And this is, they they, no, they don't do any fake wake-ups in this, do they? Where you're still no. in the dream. So, no. we're, so I guess we're led to believe that. So she hits him with a coffee pot and she runs out and now it's turned into Home Alone. <laughs> Freddie yep. now is like... He walks out and a fucking sledgehammer comes down and hits him in the nuts. <laughs> Is it the nuts or the chest? I call it the nuts. All right. He's got a massive dick. That's and, um, You know, he falls down the stairs. He falls down he's the stairs. like stumbled into the, the living room where he sets off the tripwire, which then sets off the light bombs. Um, so, and then, you know, mean, so meanwhile, the cops that's checking out the house, is like, like well, all these things are happening. And he's like, she's like smashing yeah. the fucking window going, help me. There are bombs going off in the house. And then it cuts to the Lieutenant, the guy, the, the, the cop just across the road, looking at the house going, Hmm. Seems weird that there's people yelling for help, smashing windows and explosions are going off in that house. Perhaps I should tell someone. Nah, I'll just keep watching. And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> and he goes, maybe. And uh, he, he says to he he says to himself, maybe I should go tell the lieutenant. And I'm like, you think? <laughs> you think when crimes are happening, you should do something? Uh, yeah, you know, it's been like. Anyhow, Nancy cut, cuts back to Nancy. He's like, fuck, man. She sets Freddie. She douses him. She sets Freddie on fire. And she kicks him into the basement, or locks him in the basement, or some shit. Yeah, they run downstairs. She she gets the drop of him. So she runs back upstairs. He's on fire. She's locked him in the basement. Saxon to the rescue. Finally, the dad comes out and goes, oh, look, there's been explosions. My house is on fire. All the windows are broken. My daughter's screaming. Maybe we should go over there. Yeah, but there's nothing. Even though there is, is clearly smoke coming out of the basement, there is no one down there. My daughter's crazy. But then we see, like, the fiery steps leading across the room and upstairs. So they run upstairs. and see- no, this, is da- this is Dad and Nancy together yep. as a team. Run upstairs, go into f- into the mum's room, and then we see a fucking, like, a, 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 a burnt, a, 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 a charred-up Freddy sexing, getting all on the mum. Yeah. Like, li- so he's like standing, the over, standing over her. He's got a sheet over himself, though, or some shit. No, they put a sheet over because, like... She's, oh, he's still on fire. He's still on fire. And, of course, we know the mum is full of alcohol, so she's extremely she's flammable. Combustible mother. <laughs> so they put, like, they cover her, put the flames out, and then this is the sequence that has me going, is this a dream, is this not? Because the yeah, the they, bed is, like, there's, like, lightning, the bed's glowing. Yeah, so, the, yeah, they... they her pull- charred corpse is, now sinking into the bed... Yeah, there's like a the bed now is like a portal gateway to another world that she's floating on. Yeah, and a charred corpse is on it, and it just slowly, uh, you know, descends down into this otherly world. While Nancy and the dad are just like, huh, that's weird. That's and then the bed is just a bed again. So, did Freddy take the mum back to the dream world to heal himself? Did he like? 
was this a dream? Is Nancy still dreaming? Did this just break every Freddy law? Maybe. Maybe because he's pulled outside of the dream, he can create dreamlike things in the real world because he's not in a dream. Maybe. He does have the power of the three evil gods that, that is... we knew from Freddy. Anyhow. <laughs> so, so Saxon just goes, I'm going to leave you to have a moment with your mother's missing corpse. Yeah, which is like totally doesn't make any so sense. So he, he shuts the door behind her. He she... leaves her and I wrote, why? Yeah, he's why? left his daughter At alone. At this point, would you leave your daughter alone when you've just witnessed? 15-year-old daughter. 15-year-old daughter. Like So she turns, she's facing the door, and then we see Freddy rise through the sheets. And this is cool as well. So this is very much similar to the sequence at the beginning, except he's like now sort of stretching out of these these sheets. Yeah. Um it looks good and she's like, I know you're there. She's not looking at it. She's giving she's him not the, looking. She's, she's giving him, him the, the gym, cold yep. The cold Jim shot. Morrison, not looking at the audience. She's like <laughs> She basically trash talks him out of existence in yeah, this scene. Yeah, which is exactly like she's turned her back on him. She's like, I know the secret. It's just a dream. She's like, I take back every bit of energy I gave you. And she just basically walks away. So it she- is a dream? Is it? So she walks away. He fades into nothing. And then she opens the door but walks out into sunshine, into a brand new fresh day. It's a little hazy, but it's bright. It's. You know, her mum's back. Her mum is back and she's super shipper. She's like, you know what? I'm not going to drink anymore. I just don't feel like it. And we it. hear the audience go, yeah, <laughs> clap. Like, look the audience. We don't. Um, everyone's alive again. They pick her up in the and it's in the Freddy mobile. <laughs> yeah. They pick her, pick her up. The the roof goes on. And it's got the Freddy, and it's like. The Freddy stripes. Everything locks. Wait, we have to wait. wait. There is a car. Yes. <laughs> Convertible. Yeah. Everyone who's died in the film is now in it. But it's a Freddy car, so we're clearly in a dream. Yeah. Um, and and then they all get in it and happily drive off. And the mum's left there. Um, like so, the mum's left there on the door, going, "Ha, my kids are the best." And then we see Freddy's glove come out of a hole in the door and drag the mum's corpse in through a tiny hole. But then I was like, "Hang on, isn't she a dream character?" Because she's dead. Yeah, it's like there's no the there's worst. no one in in that shot. They've no. all driven off. So she's a dream character. Why would Freddy attack her? Because she's already dead. She was one of his creations. There's no one there to watch it. What the fuck? That made no sense. I mean, it looked cool. It no, it didn't. It's a fucking blow up doll <laughs> that they're just like yoink. But it was funny. It's the fucking worst thing. It's hilarious. And, of course, we get the kids, like, jump rope and sing in the Freddy song. End. And then it ends. So what happened? Like, so was, so I know for a fact, like, I know that Wes Craven kind of just wanted to end it at the, the, you know, I give, I take back all my energy. But they're basically like, this has the potential of being a hit. We need you to, like. Oh, kind of by do the horror thing to show that he could be still he around. Could be, you could have done it in heaps of different ways. Because we want to have a sequel. But, like, why were the kids alive again? Well, Does it, if but you kill, we don't it, know because, like, Nancy gets in. The the top comes up. It latches. Everything latches. The windows go up. They're all screaming and trying to get out. And then the car drives off. Like, she's like, mother, banging against the window. And her mum's just standing there like, Because she's a dream character. Yeah, so. Why would he attack her? <sighs> I just think they just kind of just wanted to leave it ambiguous. So you're like, what happened there? Mm. 
that's against the rules. So that like 40 years later, we're still talking about it, which is true. We are. Did we mention that like in the original script that Freddy was a child molester written in it and they took it out? Yeah, they, they thought it was too grim, so they really did take it. But then they brought it back in the new one as a child molester, and they're like, <sighs> yeah, I wonder the reason why they took that out was a good reason, and your fucking terrible film was shit. Did you know that um, Fred Krueger is a real person? He was a real person that bullied Wes Craven yes, when he I was younger. Like, um, so he's based on a bully. How do you use him the dude's name? Like, doesn't matter. Just use the same name. It'll be fine. Um, No one's sued, of course. (laughs) Did you know that this is the best fact about this film? At no point in the entire film is the word Elm Street ever said and or shown. Yeah, right. There is no Elm Street in it. Yeah. Like. That's interesting. Like, yeah. There is no. Do Do they mention it in any of the marketing? Nope, there is nothing. There is not the, the the words Elm Street are not spoken in the whole film. So when does Elm Street become a thing? I don't know. Interesting. But yeah, Whew, what do you think? I love this film. Like this is it's it, better than I remembered it. Oh, it's a it's a great film. It's super fun. It's always going to be fun. Um, you know, it's it's the acting is definitely pretty questionable, including the mother. Um, <laughs> you know, we get all these iconic sequences throughout that are still to this day, like, you know, if you, you say Nightmare on Elm Street, they're like, oh, the bathtub scene or this scene or that scene. No, to, to me, if you say Nightmare on Elm Street to me, I think it's a snake, the Freddy snake that goes yeah. in number three. I just think of number three. But it's, you just think of number three because it's yeah, your yeah. favorite. Yeah, yeah. Because there's like the TV, coming out the TV in three, like... When you really think about it, Freddy's are just set pieces for the Freddy kills. Like yeah. They're just like a bunch of scenes that lead to the next person falling asleep. And then yeah. at the end, the inevitable working out, a, a bunch of people working out impossible things that they could never come to conclusions about. Doing it, it works, but it never works. I'm yeah. like, as Freddy says in like Freddy's Dead, like they first they tried to burn me, then they tried holy water, then they tried, you know, like everything. Yeah. But I just keep coming back. I'm like, yeah, you are a bit of a. What's the point? Just die. It's easier. Yeah. As in, like, as you think. Um, but also, like, let's talk about Nancy for a second. So Nancy is like, I would say she's probably the ultimate badass final girl. You reckon? Like. So we get Laurie Strode, 1978, in Halloween. Like, she is, you know, she has, she starts the trope of the final girl. She's like, you know, doesn't drink, doesn't party, doesn't have sex. Nancy's very similar, but Nancy very, very early on and very quickly sort of is... Like, fuck this shit. The cogs are turning. She is looking to... Fuck this cunt up. To fuck it up. Like, she's going to go through the process of researching how do I control my dreams, researching how to set booby traps in the house, doing all this kind of thing. <laughs> like, so she becomes like the ultimate badass final girl. Yeah, that's true. Um, I like Freddy in this. I thought he was funny. He's just like so unfleshed out and so unfreddy. I was just like, yeah. I haven't watched number two in ages either. I think it's it's shitter in two. No, his, his character is way worse. I remember there being a pool scene yeah. with a whole bunch of kids and he's just running around with his arms in the air yeah. going, Number two is not great. It's, <laughs> it's not, like, it deserves its props where it is and, you know, it, it, but, yeah, it's not great. It's well, not one of the ones I think this is the only one written by Wes Craven. Yeah. Apart from, like, Wes like, Craven's New Nightmare. Yeah. 
Because um, he just didn't think or didn't want to have a sequel, and you—I mean, you don't know. You don't know how well your film is going to do like, until like, it comes out. Like, like, Halloween didn't want a sequel. Like no. all these like franchise. John Texas Carpenter Chainsaw. They probably didn't think there was going to be a sequel to that. I mean, they didn't get a sequel until ten years later. Uh, and it cre- create the most nonsensical sequel in the world, which is also the best sequel in the world. <laughs> <laughs> the effects in the film were fucking crazy good. Like yeah. you can't, you can't, you can't deny it. Like no, it's, not at it's all. It's just like. It's fucking boss. Even his, like, like the Freddy makeup at times, like, the, you're looking at it and you're like, eh, but then there are other times where you're like, holy shit, this looks really good. Well, like, it has that, like, it's, you know, one of those makeup, like, it's, it's synonymous with being, like, a super long makeup set, yeah. three hours or whatever it is every day. Yeah. I mean, Robert England, he still has, like, he still portrays Kruger in the best way. Like, he's, you yeah, know, that new Kruger still was get, terrible, wasn't it? Yeah. And they made him like the new Kruger, they made him like a burn victim. Like I know he's supposed to be burnt. Yeah. But they made him like an actual yeah. burn victim, which was kind of like, oh, don't do that to burn victims. It's like, have you watched that film recently? Like, have you seen it? The new one? Yeah. No, I won't watch it ever again. No. It was, it was rubbish I've, I've seen it once. Uh, I saw it at the cinema. That was the one and only time I've seen you it. You never went back. And every so often I'm like, should I rewatch it? But you're like, no, nah, I just watched number three. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch the dream. It's better. The dream child is better than that. Yeah. Well, I haven't re like I say, I haven't seen it since it came out. It came out in like 2010, so it's been 10 years. Oh, really? And they never made a number two. No. They never kept the franchise rolling. No. But yeah. No. But yeah, like, so what did you give it? I gave it as like a oh well, it's, it's just a great film. I just gave it a classic that's worth a watch because it is. It's a yeah. classic that's worth a a great classic that's worth a watch. Yeah, uh, like I mean, you could give it like. You can give it all the letters. You can give it a beer and chicken wings. It's yeah. fun to watch with your friends. You can give it a fucking awesome. Everyone should watch it. Um, especially if you're into horror. It'd be weird if you hadn't watched it and you're into horror. I mean, I hadn't watched it since it was new, but I still had seen it. Mm. Uh, yeah, well, I th- it's one of the quintessential films. Like, if you're even if you're working through like a thousand one horror films, I have to see before I die. Like, you, that's always going to come up. Like, I feel that. You know, it's gonna. It's always gonna be in the top ten films that you uh, horror films that you got to watch. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what, definitely, what, definitely. What are we gonna? Classic. What did you give it? Um, I did give it a C. It's it is a classic that's worth a watch. It's a classic that you must watch if you are into horror and want to get into horror. Like you, you got to give it a go. Exactly, exactly. What are we gonna watch next week? I. Oh man, I. Well, next suck. time. It's it's my choice now. I we are gonna have a bit of a break because the next scheduled week that we are to record, I'm settling my house. Oh, okay, that's fair enough. So, so we'll have a bit have of time a, off. Having a bit of a bit of a break. But that will be so. Net we'll have a we'll have a episode next week, and then there'll be two weeks. No, yeah, two weeks off after that. So yeah, you're all right, everyone out there. Where you know you don't rely on us. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't. And I didn't pick a film. I've been so. Can I pick one? Yeah, go because for it. I've got this film that I've because I was um I've been sick, which I'll mention in the next episode. Sure. Uh, but I read I found uh, Eye Patch Wolf mentioned his. I was watching some of his older scariest films one, and there was oh. one in there called The Food of the Gods Two. Okay. And I was just like, and he just did it for its weirdly scary special effects, and I was just like, I have seen this film like. It's very old. I've okay. seen this film, you know, around my whole life. I've never seen it. And I haven't seen Food of the Gods 1, but I do know it's about giant animals. And we, I think we might have mentioned it in our animals one. Like, sure. Maybe just briefly. But I haven't seen it. And I really want to. And it, there was a scene that he showed on there that was actually just like, like Okay. I don't All know right. if it's, it, it, it is a horror film. 
because I think it's about giant rats that eat everybody. Oh, that's great. Right. You know, food of the gods. Then like these giant, these mega faunas come. Yeah. No, I I don't know what it's about. Like, okay. I'm, I'm that's probably great. wrong. That's great because I didn't pick a film. We've got a film, Food of the Gods two. Two. I love we started the second two. one. Hey, I don't care. Fucking sequels are the best. Not that's always, true. but sometimes. Um. But yeah. So great. Food of the Gods two. We're having a bit of a break. Great. Uh, but before we sign off, we just want to take a moment to thank our listeners for interacting with us in one way or another over the past fortnight. You know who you are. Peter, pe- people like Dave People, pe- People, people eaters. I know. Oh, I'm having a moment. We actually had a whole bunch of uh, people this week. Yeah, I, Dave I, Kudruff. Dave Kudruff, who helped us out last week. Uh, you know, the Dion Cracknells, the Chris Franks, the Adam Kisters, the Nevin Nooses, the Kevin Pattersons, the William R. Author. <laughs> Author? Author. The Wills. The, the, Adam, the Adam Gillespie's and stuff like that. You guys always help us out. Um, there was a couple more. I can't remember. There was a bunch of like newer uh, people coming yeah, in there. Yeah, I've noticed that we're getting a few different people. So welcome to you. Hopefully you like us. Um, <laughs> if you don't, I don't particularly mind um, because we do this for the funsies of it. The funsies. The funsies. Anyway, you have been listening to Terrorvision Horror Podcast with Dan and Jennifer. We are available on all major podcasting services, so please make sure you like and subscribe, leave a comment, share with your friends. Make sure you share with your friends, guys. Um, you can interact with us on Facebook and Instagram at Terrorvision Pod. It'll keep you up to date with upcoming episodes. And remember... Um, <laughs> may you all forgot. Your, no, I've gone to the wrong thing here. May all your dreams be nightmares. <laughs>